Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got Caleb and my boy Devin. Devin, we're back together. Back again, buddy. How you been, man? <laughs> uh, we were just talking a little bit, guys, off air. Is like I feel like we haven't talked in well on this like a couple of weeks, like, well, almost three weeks, I think. Yeah, it's it's been a while, man. Life got uh, life got pretty hectic here for me. I've had some uh, in and outs of the doctor's office myself. My mom's, you know, yeah, been man. in and out, and it's just it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with this stretch, but um, it's not been fun for for either of us. And you're yours a lot worse than mine. So yeah, I am. <laughs> I am definitely for you last week. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just I'm just ready for it all to get over. We got the draft coming up. You know, hopefully, yes. keep, you know, keep my mind off of some things for a while. <laughs> well, and one thing that's really been keeping our mind off of some things um, is all this Debo Samuel stuff. So, Man, it's just going insane. Yeah, for everybody that hasn't possibly seen this video yet, there was a video that surfaced, I guess, at some sort of club or some sort of bar. And uh, they're obviously in San Francisco. Some had, someone had like some weird sign that said Debo is going to stay in San Francisco. Well, Debo also happened to be in this bar and he's throwing like the negative sign, like cutting across cutting his, his throat. throat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, it ain't happening. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, nah, it didn't happen. I'm getting out of here one way or another. So, man, I just, I mean, that's significant. It, it's very, very, you know, he obviously, it looks like he's probably going to be uh, shipped out. It sounds like from my understanding, the jets are offering up their, what, like 10th pick or something like yeah, whatever it is. Pick is the 10th pick. Yeah. Um, which I mean is great value. I mean, he's a good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but up until last year, that was his first, like what top 10 finish, I think. And yeah. that was with him being that hybrid role. And he's basically exactly. come out and saying he doesn't want to be that hybrid role. So is he worth, uh, you know, like, for me, if I'm San Fran, you have a young Ayuk that can learn right there with, you know, Lance and everybody else. Use that draft capital, grab another receiver if you have to. Ship him out. If that's what he wants. Take take that tenth and run. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot to be said. So, you know, there was apparently he was having conversations, um, and his name just left my mind. The former Pittsburgh running back. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, thank you. Goodness yep. gracious. <laughs> so Apparently he was having conversations with Le'Veon Bell and Le'Veon Bell was talking to him about like, you need to get out of the backfield and, you know, one get paid like a receiver and not a running back. Um, And we all know the history that happened with Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh because he didn't want to do that hybrid role. Well, the issue is, is like, you know, it was brought up um, on ESPN and, you know, an NFL uh, network that people were going to the combine and trying to find the next Debo Samuel because mm-hmm. of the fact that he was this unique unicorn and just so good. Well, now he's not wanting to do that. So I'm with you, man. I don't understand what the value is going to be because if I'm an NFL owner or a GM and I'm sitting here like, dude, Debo's available. Oh my God. Can you imagine the schemes? Oh, he doesn't want to do those things. Right. Um, <laughs> so what, what, what are we getting for? Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, so like, what are we really going to do? Now I think Debo is insanely talented. Oh no, but hands down he is. But the thing is, and you know, Le'Veon Bell coming out talking about it too, like what really came to mind is, you know, Le'Veon took that year off because he couldn't come mm-hmm. to an agreement with Pittsburgh. And then he ends up, you know, signing that massive deal with the Jets and doesn't even, doesn't even look like a shadow of the player he was before. Yeah. You yeah, know, it was terrible. you know, so, um, I mean, 
hopefully whatever Debo does, he doesn't decide to set a year because we've already seen that time and time again, how that never works out well for someone. Um, mm-hmm. you know, especially AKA with a guy Watson, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, that that's <laughs> agreed. No, I'm, I'm hands down there too. And part of me wonders if that's the reason the Browns still haven't cut Baker is because they're just not sold yet. Like they made, I mean, you gotta be sold with as much money as you just spent. But like when you've got a guy who hasn't played, like who knows if they're even going to be a shadow of that player? Like, are they even going to be a 10th well, of the player they were? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing with that though, is they don't have a choice that you gave them a full, you gave up contract. everything. You're yeah. You're, you're in. in. That's you're true. In. So that was really stupid of them to do because yeah. I'm agree. I agree with you on the simple stances. Like we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to do, but even if he's half as good as he was in Houston, he's still better than Baker. That's true too. That's true too. So, <laughs> like, so either way, I think you're winning there. But but yeah, um, I just Debo's got to figure something out. I mean, I understand it sounds like there's some unhappiness going on between him and the, you know, the GMs, the coaches, you know, something there in San yeah. Fran. Um, but I mean, he he was the thing is, and it's kind of the same thing I look at with Tyreek, you know. I don't understand these guys wanting to leave these offenses where they're the focal point. Like if you're mm-hmm. being if if like you know, your career could be over in one year. You could have a, you know, 15 year career. You never know what it's going to be. Why not go out there and utilize it and put up the best stats and have the best career you can at a team where they're going to use you the way you should. You could go to the jets and it be the, um, who's that other, uh, rookie receiver they have Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. It, it could be the Elijah Moore show. Even with, if Debo goes there, you know, we don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen to where he knows right now, even with Ayuk there, who's an emerging star that he is the focal point of that offense. So it, yeah. it really shocks me that, you know, guys like that want to get out of those situations. And I understand too, you know, you don't want to have too much utilization if you're not going to get paid for it. Cause you don't want to do too much to your body. Right. But right. I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it just comes down to money. I mean, the NFL, we all know stands for not for long. It's not the national football league. So, I mean, you know, my opinion, go get your money when you can, yeah. because you're not going to have that many opportunities unless you're a quarterback. You know, I mean, even the crappiest quarterback in the league is making 20 million. Right. You know, like that's almost like an NFL, you know, starting number one wide receiver is looking at 20 million. So I think I think that's where a lot of those issues come into play is it's not equal across the board. So maybe they just need to figure out how to make that work. You know, because I don't get me wrong. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a very talented quarterback. And yes, you need to have a, a really good quarterback to win in the NFL. But are they seriously going to keep going up with this 40, 50, 60 million dollar contracts? Like, guess what, guys? You can have the best quarterback in the league, but if you don't have anybody to throw to, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, it just, I mean, come on, man. So, and, and the thing is, and I get it, they're in that win now mentality by doing stuff like that, you know, kind of like the Rams just did. But I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, ha- you have basically no picks now for the next few years. So, I mean, if you don't win now and, you know, especially in an organization like the Browns where losing seems to be the, uh, you know, the, the theme, the, yeah, the theme yeah. for them, you know, with everything they just gave up, I get what they're doing. They're trying to go all chips in, but I mean, it's got to work out for them. Cause if not, I mean, you've just pushed yourself back 10 years. Yeah. They're, they're basically screwed. Yeah. Well, guys, let us know your thoughts. What do you think Tebow is going to do? I mean, obviously the Jets are emerging as some front runners here. We've also heard the Packers, the Chiefs are also looking. Um, so and and never count out literally any other team in the league because <laughs> I think you can always use more wide receivers. Um, but let us know where you guys think he's going to stand. We only know that he's not going to stay in San Francisco. That's all we got. Um, but you can let us know on all of our social media platforms at the Monsters FB. Um, again, come check us out on Discord. And disclaimer. 
We will be doing something live through Discord on Thursday for the NFL Draft. So come hang out with us. We're going to have a chat lobby open, and we're just going to have a lot of fun watching this draft together so we can answer some questions, talk some players, and again, just have a good time. So don't miss out on that. But for our main event, we do got some rookie running backs that we want to talk about again because the draft is coming up on Thursday. So we want to make sure we have all the news for these running backs that are coming in the league and who we think can actually make an impact. Spoiler alert, not many of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's just let's just throw that out there now. So um, first one we want to talk about, and again, we just put these in no specific order, but th- these actually kind of happen to be a little bit more of how I would kind of rank these guys anyway. Um, at least the first three, the last ones, we'll, like I said, we'll get into. I have a lot more negative to say, um, but let's just chat Brees Hall. You know, both of us are pretty high on Brees Hall. I think NFL wide, everyone's kind of high on Brees Hall. Um, but I will say, um, just because it sounds like a lot of people are high on Brees Hall, don't put it past someone like a Kenneth Walker who could possibly go first. You know, let, like, let's yeah. just throw that out there. So you just, you never really know. Um, but Brees Hall seems to be the guy coming into this draft. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It seems like Brees is going to be the guy. I mean, everybody I've talked to, um, you know, as far as mock drafts go, you know, getting ready for the fantasy season, everything like that. Brees is the guy everyone's got on their mind. Um, yeah. You know, he's that true bell cow role. Um, and the best part about him is like his receiving skills. Like he's been one of the most difficult running backs to bring down. And like, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just been hands down, you know, like he has that star, you know, power when it comes to, you know, um, just, you know, making the plays and being someone. The only thing that like I'm kind of worried about with him is like his speed is not the best. So in turn, his cuts, you know, when he's trying to make those cuts and stuff, he's not as elusive as some other guys that we've seen in the past. Um, So that's kind of the one thing that I kind of worry about with him. Um, But I mean, he's definitely, you know, that bell cow guy. If I mean, and the thing is, like, I've been sitting here trying to think about it, you know, where who really needs that bell cow guy though is is the thing you know yeah. like um so it'll be really interesting to see what team you know decides to take the first running back um i mean obviously even though they went they kind of spent a little high capital on moss uh what last year the year before um mm-hmm. buffalo kind of comes to mind still just because it almost yep. seems like they need a good running back mm-hmm. um but it, it'll be interesting to see i do like Brees hall a lot though uh i mean he's definitely either the one 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 two you know somewhere in there in those dynasty drafts i mean obviously some yep. of those quarterbacks people are looking at too but you'll always need good running backs and you know, I'm sure he's going to be one of them to go right there for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I mean, he's definitely going to be the one one or the one Oh two again, in my mind, you can kind of flip flop a little bit between him and Kenneth Walker. I think to me, it's just going to all come down to the landing spot for which one would, would go first. But if I'm looking at Brees Hall, you know, five eleven, two seventeen, great size. I mean, a little under six foot, which kind of does you alluded to this a minute ago um worry me with his lack of speed in and out of those cuts because again he's only 511 mm-hmm. you know but his 40 time he ran like a 43 yeah so yeah like obviously he's quick he's just or he's fast he's just maybe not as quick uh, for his size as we would like right. versus maybe someone like Kenneth Walker who is a little bit more um but yeah i mean his hands are incredible i mean playing at you know Iowa state there's just not a lot going going on up there Brock Purdy just wasn't you know he's I liked him coming into the year just had a not a great year uh so it was really just the Brees Hall show and the one thing that I always love when you watch him is like his balance is just insane like he's he's just hard to bring down 
Mm-hmm. He is. And I mean, he, he runs outside a lot. He runs inside. I mean, you can run him all over the place. He will be a three down back. And one thing that I even like more, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this with Kenneth Walker here in a second, but he blocks. So he can block. Yeah. Basically to me, he will be your three down back if you guys wanted to take it. And again, Buffalo always comes to mind because they just keep rotating these running backs that just aren't working. And they're one of the only teams that still don't have a solid starting running back. I guess another one I was thinking of in a sense is, I mean, you almost have Atlanta, but I mean, is a running back something Atlanta is going to try to address with all the other issues they have no. at receiver and everything else. Exactly. Yeah. No, no chance, but I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, Atlanta has so many holes, <laughs> so <yeah>. many holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll probably wait, you know, maybe fourth, fifth round, maybe. Take yeah. A shot yeah. On a running they're they're going to have to, especially with this whole Calvin Ridley situation, they're going to have to try and grab some receivers. Um, you know, they don't want Kyle Pitts to get, you know, completely shut down by everyone. So they're going to have to have somebody to throw to. Um, but you know, it, I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing they really need to focus on. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. The one thing I will say, you know, kind of like you said with the bell, uh, bell cow back and, you know, and how he, um, you know, his great balance and stuff, he touched the ball 590 times over the past two seasons. Like that just shows that he has the versatility to be that bell cow and that, you know, three down back. Yeah. That's what's really intri- intriguing about him is to see. And, you know, at the same point in time, you know, is that going to be something that's going to hurt him in the long run? Is that going to, you know, I was going to say that hurt his longevity in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, that was something I brought up with Jonathan Taylor and we see what Jonathan Taylor's doing. That is, he that's exactly all like true. 300 times a year, man, like yeah. every year. And, you know, I always go back to somebody that I was really high on because I loved his, his tape, you know, over in Oregon, which was LaMichael James, mm-hmm. you know, or even someone like Royce Freeman, actually both of them coming out of the same place, but they touched the ball so much that when they got in the league, they just couldn't make anything work. Yeah. And so you do, you can see it both ways. We'll see the longevity of Jonathan Taylor. Right. You know, I hope it's long because he's an incredible talent. Yeah. He's f- so fun to watch. Oh yeah, but sometimes that amount of snaps and that amount of touches is a lot. <laughs> but so. the one the one thing that always comes to mind for me too, and obviously two different sports, contacts different and stuff like that. I understand that, but I mean, as long as an athlete knows how to take care of their body, look at LeBron James and the way he's still going. You know, in in the I mean, NBA yeah. at his age, you know, obviously yeah. less contact in the sport, but still constant running, constant you know moving around, and you know, so a lot of it is going to be to how well they take care of their body, how well they learn to protect and take the hits and, you know, um, almost don't RG three it. Don't try and force those plays. If you have to, you know, like learn that it's okay to just go down and gain, you know, get the yards on the next play. Right. Yeah. But, um, last thing I'd have to say too about Brees Hall, um, sure. is, uh, you know, there at Iowa state, he didn't really have a great line. So I True. think the, where, wherever he goes, he's going to see an improvement to what he's used to, which could also help really bolster, well, you know, bolster his production. If he ends up in Buffalo, they, I got a solid line, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some places. There's like, definitely some places he yeah, might not. Yeah. No, this but this is a college offensive line. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and jump into Kenneth Walker since we are kind of already talking about him anyway. Uh, definitely, you know, broke out. And I will say PFF actually does have Kenneth Walker ranked above Brees Hall. Yeah, I disagree with that, but that's fine. Um, I will say that in the actual, if you look at statistics wise, Kenneth Walker did have a better year than Brees Hall, but here's going to be my biggest complaint. We all know what Kenneth Walker is. We know a lot of these guys. We all know what Kenneth Walker is. He's another ridiculously fast running back, a big bodied guy, you know, five, nine two eleven. again, great size um, for it. Height weight ratio. Let's just put it that way. 
Um, and he, he, dude, he's a, he's a straight up playmaker, but the only thing, and it's a big thing for me. And this is what worries me mostly translating into the NFL. Dude can't block. Yep. He can't block at all. They didn't ask him to block when he did block. He looked like he didn't want to take the hit because he wanted to get hurt. Is that mentality going to stay in the NFL? Because guess what? If he does that, he ain't starting for long. Right. Because the NFL, all of these coaching, these offensive coordinators, those head coaches, they're going to, they're going to, dude, you want to be a three down back? You got block. Yeah. Cause I can't have you out there if you can't, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and we already, we've already to just a two down back and, and then, then his value dips. Exactly. Oh, and yeah, you know, and that's the thing is you, you, you think back to, you know, obviously you know, where I always go, you think back to Andrew Luck guy that wasn't getting, you know, blocks and was getting those blindside hits and different things like that. You even look back to burrow his rookie season comes in there and, you know, just, you know, you have to have, if you're going to be a running back in those situations, you have to be able to throw your body in front of somebody. Um, so yeah. it's definitely something that is very, very worrisome about him. Um, what I almost like a little better about Walker overhaul is I do like that. He is a little smaller just because that seems to be the guys that do a little better on, you know, punching through the gaps. It seems yeah. to be the guys that be a little more shifty. Um, you know, PFF here kind of says it too. And it's very true. I mean, Kenneth Walker has very similar shine to D'Angelo Williams, you know, very fun guy, very fun guy to watch. Um, so, I mean, I definitely can see why in a sense they have him above, but I, I agree with you 100% that no pass blocking. If he's not going to do that, he's going to get benched immediately like that. There's if he even gets a chance to start because they're not going to allow that, you know, no, he'll be, he'll basically be a change of pace back at that point because they're yep. not going to want to Dude, you, you can't block. Then what's the point of having you out there? Um, it's the same thing when it, you you look at tight ends, and we'll actually get into tight ends later. But if your tight end is just a passing tight end and can't block, well, then every team in the league knows, okay, oh, this person's out there. Guess what? He's getting the ball. Yep. Because <laughs> you can't block. So th- those tight ends don't last long either. Um, I, like I said, I, I think Kenneth Walker is a solid back. I mean, he he's another bell cow. I mean, we got two solid bell cow running backs in this draft. I will say that. They can take touches. They can take a lot of them. They can take the hits. They're fine. But again, just not a lot of work in the passing game again, because he can't pass block. So he's going to be all rushing. And it just kind of reminds me a little bit of like Leonard Fournette, you know, but at least Leonard Fournette could block. He just can't, he couldn't catch Well, I shouldn't say he couldn't catch. They just didn't let him catch. So I wouldn't be very intrigued um, by a running back. That's just going to be able to come in and just run the ball, not in fantasy. So no, especially, he, especially ahead, PPR, you know, if you're in a oh, PPR yeah. league, you know, you're going to definitely want to go haul over Walker all day. If you have that like one, 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 two, and you're looking at a running back, in my opinion, I mean, you're going to get the production out of haul from that PPR format way more than you are from Walker. Yeah. Now I will say something that was just very interesting to me is, um, he apparently now obviously not in the same season because Jonathan Taylor and Rashad Penny are both no longer in college. But they did, he ended up tying Jonathan Taylor and Rashard Penny for the highest yards after contact for a running back with 250 plus carries in a single season. So that was Walker. That was, yeah, that was Kenneth Walker. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, Rashad Penny did have a really, really incredible college career. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, he'll, I, I'm a big Penny fan still. So, hopefully, he can step up this year in Seattle. But yeah. we also know what Jonathan Taylor is. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair to put together. All right, man. Next one. Um, another guy I don't I don't hear a ton of buzz about, but I really want to talk about this guy because I was watching game film on him. I I kind of like him, man. I'm starting to like him as, you know, 
I'm not going to necessarily say over one of these other two guys, but it's getting really freaking close to me. But that's Damian Pierce out of Florida. Yeah. Uh, 5'10", 218, another great size. A little bit smaller. You know, Kenneth Walker's 5'11", 5'10", not much difference there. But, I mean, dude, yeah. every time I watch him, I'm like, okay, not as quick. All right? And I think he ran like a 4'47 four, four, or something. Uh, four, Sorry, four, no, four five nine. so even worse. Four five, yeah. so almost a four six forty. So it's definitely not as fast. But dude, he's strong. He is bound. I mean, he looked almost impossible to take down at times, and I I loved it. I loved watching that. It reminded me so much of when, and it's a terrible comp because of how big this guy is. But if you watched any film from Oklahoma with Ramon J. Stevenson, like mm-hmm. we called him the bowling ball because like he's just so freaking huge. But no one yeah. would ever take him down. Like in these short little sprints, like he's getting 10 yards. See, he reminds you, you, me a lot of this. You, you remind me when you just said the bowling ball is actually a comparison I was kind of thinking of too with him is um, a, like a Mike Tolbert kind of guy. You know, he's going to he, he's going to get you be, just because he's got that crazy stiff arm. He's like pure muscle. He just he pushes his way through. He's going to be that short yardage guy, that goal line guy every single time because he's going to be hard for the defense to bring down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not even going to sit there and say that he can't be a bell cow because I do think he could actually do it. It's just in Florida, they kind of had him on a timeshare. So, you know, and I don't and that could go go into yeah. our conversation where we were just talking about that could give him the freshest legs coming out of this draft. You know, yeah. he could end up being the guy that could be the bigger star. Um, granted, I mean, I still think Brees Hall and Walker are both going to be very good. Um, especially if Walker can get that passing, you know, blocking down. But the fact um, he never had more than 106 carries a season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he definitely was not overworked like some of these other guys, um, you know, even Taylor, like you mentioned, you know, uh, so it's something that could be very interesting to see. Uh, I definitely think he's going to end up in a situation um, that already has a pretty good like RB one there mm-hmm. and where he can just kind of be that good change of pace back, you know, someone that can come in, give a breather to him, but also get him that, you know, those yardage, you know, situations when they need him. So I, when, when, when I'm thinking about this, I'm trying to think of teams that kind of have maybe a little bit older of a running back, maybe not set with that secondary guy yet, you know, or that change of pace guy. That's the team that he would really, really fit in well with. So unfortunately there's been so many talented running backs coming in there's not been a ton of teams that really need that. But one team that comes to mind is like Tampa. You've got an older, you know, Leonard Fournette. They don't seem to really be that high on Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah. So, you know, Damian Pierce could come into that style of an offense. And And kind of bring a Ronald Jones kind of aspect. Because that's kind of what Jones almost was. Yeah, I could see something like that for sure. Yeah. So, and that, and that brings what Trask and Pierce back together too, because, uh, actually, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so you kind of give that familiarity there as well. Cause obviously, you know what, we might have one or two more years with Brady and then you figure <laughs> that it's going to be the Trask show. Uh, yeah, that's true. We probably have 14 more years with Brady. Let's be honest here. Like, <laughs> yeah, he ain't never retiring, um, but, but yeah, I could see somewhere like that. Um, another place that I almost was, you know, kind of thinking that might be a decent, even though they kind of have a decent backup, but even somewhere like Minnesota with, you know, mm-hmm. Cook constantly getting hurt. And mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have a, we're, Alec, Alexander Madison does a very good job coming in as that change of pace, especially when he's hurt, but they yeah. really don't have anything outside of that. 
And, you know, I think Pierce is someone that could really, you know, learn from, you know, sitting behind someone like Cook as well. And even if Madison gets that role, then those two become the one to punch. If, let's say, Cook gets injured or if, you know, Cook decides, you know, he can't do it anymore. You know, who knows? But I, I could almost even see something like that being a good fit. Yeah, my uh, my other team that I thought would be solid would and, and and it really would work out well if the team gets their crap together. But that would be Arizona. So they just yeah. lost Chase Edmonds you're not going to go into this season with just James Conner. Well, he's I mean, just, they have, they have what, you know, Benjamin who's going into his second or third year. Don't even still bring really, that up. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess on. that's true. I, I, I was high on him too. I thought he was going to get a lot more and he, you know, he's just been absent from him. So that, I guess that's true. <laughs> but again, but that it's that type of situation. I mean, James Conner, he's still technically young, but he's also seems old at the same time. Right. He's been in yeah. the league for a while. You, you, you know, Benjamin's not going to be your backup. But bringing in a Damian Pierce would work out really well, I think, for Arizona. And just having another, and you're you're looking at third, fourth round for this guy. He's not going to mm-hmm. be in the second round. Again, he may be in the third, but it's not a super deep running back class like we're used to seeing in the past, which is why we're also into this situation where, where are these guys going to go? Because there's so many talented running backs already. But I still think, you know, you've got Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, my top two, obviously. Damian Pierce is a very, very close third, but there's a break. But then after Damian Pierce, and let's just go ahead and jump into these crap, crap guys. But uh, Zamir White is another one. Sad thing is, have five star recruit coming out of high school, but this dude, uh, just I, I don't like. Honestly, after Damian Pierce, I like nobody, not a, not a one person. I don't like anybody for fantasy. I don't like anybody just for NFL teams. Um, you know, they're they're projecting PFFs fourth round for this guy. He's not creative. He can't figure things out. He's on a very, very good offense. So, you know, with Georgia, I mean, they did just win the national championship. So, and he split the backfield with James Cook. I mean, how impressed are you going to be by this guy? Yeah, that's the thing, you know, obviously the only thing that kind of benefits, you know, you mentioned Cook too, Zamir White and Cook, the big kind of benefit that these guys are going to have is the fact that they're going to go later in the rounds, which means they're going to go in as like that change of pace back, which is all they really are. I mean, let's be honest. Neither one of them got to really star, you know, with either one of those offenses. The only thing I think that kind of helps James cook uh, a little more over white, in my opinion, even though, um, you know, some people kind of have white over is cook's brothers been in the league, you know, and with Dalvin there for years. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's going to kind of help him already kind of know the pace of the game. His brother can help him out some, you know, even though they're going to probably be on separate teams, they're still going to have that sibling, you know, like help to each other. And I think that could help boost cook a little bit. Um, he looked very good, um, into certain spurts, but you know, it's just so hard to know what these guys can do when, they're in this change of pace where it's, you know, one guy starts getting on fire and then, okay, we're going to put white in. Now we're going to put cook in, you know, you never really get to see what anyone could do. And that that's the problem that you have, you know, and I know a lot of NFL teams are kind of going to that split backfield of, you know, like running back by committee, especially mm-hmm. what the dolphins have like 14 running backs. Now it seems like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, it is like you said, I mean, outside of those like top three guys, it, it's very lackluster these are going to be guys that, you know, most of you are going to be setting on your um, taxi squad and they probably won't see any playtime for you for the next couple of years if they ever even do. Right. So, I mean, some of the benefits, you know, let's just not talk all negative, but some of the benefits <laughs> here. I mean, he has a very powerful lower half. And again, we're talking about Zamir White. Um, he can lower those pads. He can really boulder through some people. 
Um, he's not a terrible runner per se, but I mean, dude, I will say he's extremely explosive. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he had almost an 11 inch broad jump, which is freaking insane. Um, yeah. he's six foot two seventeen, So <laughs> it's pretty freaking awesome. Um, but again, the guy can't catch. They didn't even let him catch, um, because he, he is that lackluster at it. So again, you're not going to get any receiving word from this guy. Uh, I will be shocked if he even gets drafted in rookie drafts. I mean, unless you guys are doing like five, six, seven, eight rounds or something. Rounds. Stupid yeah, like that's that. true. I mean, he shouldn't even be drafted. Um, he'll get drafted in the NFL because someone will take a shot on him because I mean, why not? But it isn't going to be before the fourth or the fifth round. Most likely. Um, it's just, again, it's just kind of disappointing. And I think it was just because he ran behind a very good offensive line, which is why he had any success. Yeah, the other no, thing so. about the other thing about white that you have to watch out for is uh, don't forget, you know, back in 2017, he tore his right ACL and then an 18 towards left ACL. Oh, so, you yeah. know, probably showing yeah. a little more favoritism to one side. And, you know, so, you know, we're, you got to worry about his health there kind of too. Um, so that's kind of the one thing about him. Um, but he does absorb contact even through all that. And he's very, you know, powerful and elusiveness. And I mean, it, in the weight room, he's a ridiculous five star like recruit when it comes to his weightlifting and everything, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how he kind of pans out. Yeah. Just not overly excited. And that brings me into another white, but this is Ricard white or Richard white. I couldn't, I should have, I didn't look it up before I did this. So but you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, Our white. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. And, and this guy, I, I want to love, you know, we're in Missouri. He's from KC. I want to love this guy. Six foot, 214, great size. But again, you know, playing for the Sun Devils, you know, it's just just looking through this. I mean, he's very, very loosey-goosey. He doesn't really seem to like have any idea what he's wanting to do with the football um, when he's running. Um, just not confident running between tackles. Really not that confident running outside because that's all he wants to do is bounce the ball, you know, to mm -hmm. the outside. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, check this out, guys. He had so many attempts going through the A-gap, which if you guys aren't familiar with that, that's running between the guard and the center. 53 attempts to 58 attempts running outside the tackles. Not bad. 268 yards between it, almost 350 on the outside. He's just more comfortable yeah. running outside. And that's fine for some people. But at the same time, in the NFL, that ain't going to work. Um, yeah. he was a, a former wide receiver as well. So he's basically a running back wide receiver hybrid, which is a, a huge thing. Reminds me of Kenneth Gainwell. And, and here's where I want everybody to be careful because I even made this mistake with Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell coming out last year from Memphis made me so excited because of his pass catching ability, which Ricard White has great pass catching ability. That doesn't mean anything in the NFL. <laughs> like no. it just doesn't. And so I got on this huge hype train thinking that, dude, Kenneth, and he went to Philadelphia where they have nothing. They have nothing in Philadelphia. He did nothing in Philadelphia. Uh, he, was, he was basically useless. And here's the sad thing is Miles Sanders got hurt. And I was sitting here like, it's time to shine. And Philadelphia had such little trust in Kenneth Gainwell. Yep. That they played Boston Scott over him. And then brought in, I forgot who they brought in, but they brought in another back. <laughs> so 
I just, I don't think, I think there's something to be said for these running backs that got really good hands, really good vision as a wide receiver and can play that flex type role, but can't run between the tackles, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, he's just another guy. I, I know there's so much hype right now surrounding him and I hate to bury it, but he's another guy where, look, if you, somebody else wants to draft him, go ahead. Because I think the chance of him coming out and being a nothing is so much greater than him coming in and being an NFL superstar. Yeah. It, no, I, I agree. I agree with you there. It sucks. You got anything? Yeah. And I mean, and, and the thing <laughs> is like, I mean, Deandre Swift, I mean, is one that comes to mind too, when you talk about guys that can, you know, receive out of the backfield or mm-hmm. even, you know, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor slash um, Naheem Hines, you know, like mm-hmm. guys that can do it. But at the same point in time, those are also the guys that are going to, they see that hole whether it be the a gap, it's going to be outside, wherever they're going to fire through there and they're going to get the yardage too. Yeah. You know, you can't just be that one dimensional player and really be someone that's, you know, shines in the NFL. You have to be that guy that's going to be able to do everything, you know, be able to, uh, you know, block in the past game. Like we were talking about earlier with, you know, Walker's big, you know, downfall. You have to be somebody that, you know, uh, can see that hole, you know, and take your time through it. Um, one that always comes to mind for me, you know, great recruit, you know, Colts traded even for him, you know, after his rookie year, but Trent Richardson <laughs> dude ended up just becoming absolutely blind to holes. Like it was absolutely just diving in to four guys when there's a hole to his right, we, mm-hmm. you know, where he could have just ran for a touchdown. You know, you have to have that vision. You have to have that, you know, that hunger and that, you know, that's the thing with um, uh, Rashad white that, you know, he just, he doesn't seem to really like have that, um, real impressive, like push drive, you know, he's kind of slow and go when he's making the changes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, they really going to have to find that motivation. If he wants to be somebody that makes it in the league, um, most likely he's going to get signed, you know, or drafted probably fourth, fifth round and might even end up just being like a practice squad guy when it comes down to it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, and that sucks for some of these guys who, you know, were great coming out of high school and, you know, didn't do much in college or, you know, were decent in college, but that's kind of what we're probably looking at. Yeah, I mean, he was only a three-star recruit, so it's not the yeah. not the craziest thing. But again, I mean, he's great in space, good for him. But he's just like you said, he's not disciplined in the run game. So yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't even think fifth round. I would say almost sixth was where I would go. With you think it. six? Yeah, okay, think six, fifth, late fifth, maybe early sixth, mid sixth is where I would see this guy okay. going. But yeah, it's just disappointing. But uh, guys, let us know what you guys' thoughts are. Um, we talked, you know, Brees Hall, uh, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce. Zamar White and Richard White. The two whites at the end of there. Let us know your guys' thoughts. I I mean, we're going to get so much flack for not liking Richard White, and that's fine. <laughs> but I don't care because this is my opinion and Devin's opinion. So yell at Devin, not me. Um, exactly. I'm here. <laughs> Bring it on. Um, here, here's the thing. There are no Jonathan Taylors. You know, that's, that's just all there is to it. And I know you're a Jonathan Taylor fan because you're from Indy. You know, whatever. Uh, no, that's completely fine but yeah none of them will be a jonathan taylor um but guys again let us know what you guys think you can find us on all of our social media pages at the monsters fb again don't forget about thursday come hang out with us and we'll have another episode drop later this week before the draft so no worries but thanks again guys for listening to another episode of the football monsters podcast and we'll catch you next time see you guys you can hold me back yeah i'm coming for you i'm not heater on you no i'm just telling you the facts oh these chains can keep me down i can be ruby in the mood
mood, I can be rotten. I can be cool, mind like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah, I feel like a monster. And I'm just in a monster. 